This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Oh, love it. Back again. Here we go. Faith FM, second hour. It is now 8.04. We just heard the news and we are continuing into our uh, into our Bible quiz. study. I lost but, but <laughs> We're doing a quiz and I lost the um I lost our little our clue card. However, I think we may have a winner for our quiz this morning. Is that right, Shell? In a minute. So we'll see. I think she said that she she suggested that we did have a a winner. Um but we're yet to confirm she's getting there. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So I can confirm that we that we. Oh, so <laughs> oh, fun and games here at Faith of M this morning. Yeah, we're loving it. It's <laughs> oh yeah. So I can confirm that someone has come in with the correct answer. We're just trying to work out who that person is, um, and that way we'll be able to to. Send them off our prize. But hey, let's just let's just do another clue. Let's just do another clue in the meantime. All right. If, if so, we can't work out. Clue number four. <laughs> oh, how good. John the Baptist preached that every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and cast into this. So good. <laughs> well, <laughs> classic John the Baptist moment. Of course, we have come to our time, our second hour, our encounter with God, where we talk about Bible study where we talk about the Bible and where we talk about things that happen in the Bible. We study the Bible. And of course, you know, one of the best things about this segment um, and one of the best things about specifically this segment today is that our topic, our encounter with God, where we study the Bible, is about the Bible itself. How good. So we're going to be, like, you know, working out, we're going to be talking about why it is that we should study the Bible, what the Bible actually is, where it comes from, its origin, what it looks like, how it's composed. We're going to be going over all those things, um, and we're going to be incredibly blessed by it, I believe. I th- you know, I'm just praising God in my heart that our Bible study is about this. We've had a fantastic 20 million movement over the last quarter, over the last three months with studying the book of Daniel, um, and unfortunately, you know, to... To, to to Lyle's um to Lyle's you know uh, I guess sadness to Lyle's um yeah he, he's just not super pumped that it's ending because he loves he's the book of Daniel. He's pretty passionate so about Daniel, but, Daniel's isn't he? But it's like you know it's even better than the book of Daniel. What's that? The entire Bible. Itself. Amen. And we have the ability to study it, to to look through it, to to have a to have a to, to gain some understanding and some scope of what the Bible actually is. Um. So starting off, like we need to we need to talk about, you know, just just the very simple thing of like what what is the Bible? Where does it come from? You know, how is it written? Who who's involved? Um, but I want to start with a verse first. Oh, can you turn to Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse one hundred five? Psalm one hundred nineteen, the longest chapter in the Bible, if mm. I'm not mistaken. One hundred and five, seven, fifteen. 19 and what 119 105 105 all right here we go so psalm 119 verse 105 your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path such a good 
Classic verse. It's a classic. It's one of the one of the most well known verses in the Bible. Especially, it, it is probably like the the unequivocal verse when it comes to one of the purposes of the Bible Indeed. or the real purpose of the Bible. What yep. is what is the Bible? Well, simply put, the Bible is God's revelation to man. Yeah, it, it's it's you know God did a bunch of things in human history. He said a bunch of things. He was involved in a bunch of things. And the Bible is an account of that. And then furthermore, you know, especially when we get to, you know, the New Testament, for example, in the books, the Pauline epistles, um, where we see, you know, also the interpretation of those events and the importance of those events to our to our lives. Um, so I think, you know, having that framework of what the Bible is, of God's revelation um, to men, you realize that, the reason kind of why people subscribe to it. Yeah. Because I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question, okay. Liam. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you went to, you know, the National Library of Congress in, in, in like, um, in Washington, D.C., yeah. if you went there, what are some ways in which you could divide those books? Uh, topics. Topics. Different topics. Yeah. Different sure. Peri- uh, the, the different time periods in which they were written. Um, sure. The different authors. Yes. Put them into into groups. Uh, what else is there? I think one one that comes to my mind is fiction and nonfiction. Oh, uh, well, right? yep, absolutely. That's uh, one that's of, a good one. One of the big ones in 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 um in in libraries. Yeah, uh, there of course you could do biographical or educational. Mm. Uh, that's again stepping into the topics world of things and what, the purpose in which they're written for. Yes. Uh, the the people they're written to, who mm. the target audience is. That's mm. a good one. Um. And then there's also no. That's all I got. That's all you got. No, that's good. That's a good list. I thought about coming up with a with a with a saying that I was going to come um, come up with something <laughs> and spark something in my mind, but it didn't. Another another one, you know, male female, for example, male female authors, yeah, yeah. Um, and then male female demographics yep. and demographics, um, you know, in general for age, for yeah, location, absolutely. language would be another one. Um, there's many ways in which you could divide those books, and and, and let's say if we made it, for example, fiction and non fiction yeah you'd have a really big pile on one side yeah and a really big pile on the other side yeah sure you know if we split it up into topics yeah um and and let's let's make those let's make it like four topics of like you know non-fiction textbooks you know maths english science and geography yeah we'd have four pretty big piles Indeed. You know? oh yeah um they might not necessarily be even but they're both that all be sizable yeah you know male author non-female author two would have two big piles there now, if we bring in the parameter of yeah. books that claim to be written by God yeah. and books that do not claim to be written by God, we'd see a quite a different thing. Yeah. For example, like, like in that example, we'd have one side, books claimed not to be written by God, which would be the majority, the, the overwhelming so. yeah. majority of the library. Yeah. And then we'd have a pile on the other side. Um, of about three books. Yeah. Maybe four. Maybe four at the most. It'd be, you know, uh, the Bible. Yeah. The Quran. Yeah. Um, and the then... Torah. The Well, the Torah, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. If he had, you know, the Torah as itself, if he had the entire, you know, Hebrew Old yeah. Testament yeah, yeah. as itself, yeah. um, not included in the Bible. Um, maybe some of the writings of Buddha. Maybe yeah. some of the writings of Confucius that people regard as inspired. Yeah. Um, but you have a much smaller pile and you could you could confident if it, with a little bit of research i'm sure you could confidently say that you could list every single one of them however i don't think 
even if I studied my entire life, I'd be able to list every single book that was not written by God. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, we've got, we're not working with a big pool here. No. And I think that really gives us insight into why people subscribe to the Bible yeah. or Quran or whatever it may be. You know, um, I heard a story one time from my friend and he's like this, he's like this, this like skater dude um, and he, he became a Christian and, and one of his skater dude friends was like, oh, you know, come on, man. Like, you know, if you think that the Bible's inspired, like if you take this book and you live by it, then why don't why don't I just say that the book Green Eggs and Ham by Doctor Zeus? Why don't I why don't I make that my a classic Bible? for the ages? Yeah, it's a classic for the ages. <laughs> but it's like why don't I make that my Bible? And it's because of one specific difference between Green Eggs and Ham and the Bible, and that is that Green Eggs and Ham doesn't claim to be written by God. Yeah. Whereas the Bible does. And then once, so once you bring it into that space, the Bible into that form, into a book that claims to be written by God himself, then you start wondering, then you start digging, then you start saying, okay, if this this book claims to be written by God, is it really what it says it is? You know, do I need to take counsel from this? And I think that's a great place to be at. That's a great question to be asking, to, yeah. say, to say, okay, the Bible, it claims to be written by God. Well, then I'm going to investigate, to take the evidence on board um, and to see whether it is. Um, but it's cool. We have a, number of, I have a number of little stats here about the Bible. The Bible is composed of 66 books written by 40 different authors, um, which is just really, really incredible. Um, over the span of 1,500 years, yeah. um, not only that, um, it was written in three different, conf- um, three different continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Um, and, like, okay, this is, like, s- such a... Im- such an important point um, when you put put forth the context of how the Bible was written. Forty different authors, sixty six different put, books, fifteen hundred years, and three different continents. When you take all of those things into account and you read the Bible for what it is as something that has a rather consistent message, it's absolutely mind blowing. It's it's different to any other book. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. It's mind-blowing because of this. Okay, so if if I went to, you know, like I, I used to live in Spain, yeah, right, and oh, Spain, wow. and Spain, Spain, wow. <laughs> Spain, man of the world. Yes, I am. I I, I get around, um, <laughs> as they say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Spain and France. Spain and France, they're countries that border one another. Yeah. And if I asked a Spaniard, if I went to a Spaniard and say, like, look, Spaniard, write about God, especially in the context of, you know, the first century ancient world um, where, you know, Christianity wasn't the global religion as it is today. A lot of people were worshipping. Um, well, in the first century, you had the Roman Empire, which kind of spread around and gave everyone a, quite a similar religion. But still, at the same time, you had a lot of local religions. Um, if I asked, like, a Spaniard and a Frenchman to write about God in the first century... What you would get, you know, if I said, if I gave them a thousand pages to write about God, you would get two completely different works with two completely different ideas, two completely different scopes of who God is, what he looks like, where he's from. Um, Whereas you read the Bible and you see 40 different authors, um, 
over 60, writing 66 different books over a period of 1500 years. Yeah. Um, in three different continents. These, all of these writers are separated by, you know, time, um, uh, nationality, like culture, yet they're writing about the same God consistently. That's something uh, very important to note about the Bible is that when it was composed um, at the, oh man, if I can remember what it's called, um, it was in, in the fourth century when it was officially composed. Um, they had a council where they, they came together. Uh, was it the Nicaea, the Council of Nicaea? No, I believe that's when they established um, the church. No, but I, I believe the Council of Nicaea was, was a great deal of ca- what was called canonizing the Bible. Yeah. Uh, when they come together and they put those 66 book, books in, in order from, again, all different ranges of history. Yeah. All different ranges of nationality. Yeah. Yet, they found, you know, these, these groups of believers found that each of these books of the Bible were consistent with one another, and we're talking about the same God in in profound ways. That's that consistency is only found in the Bible, especially when we compare that to other religious texts. Yeah. For example, the Quran was written in the sixth century by you know over the span of twenty five years by one author, Muhammad. Mm. Um, again, he taught ta- touched on as the Bible does a number of topics, um, a number of you know different historical stories, but it was again from the perspective of one person. Whereas we look at the Bible and it's like from the perspective of lots of different people is it's really incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So many amazing things. The Bible was known as the first book to ever be translated um, into... It was one of the first books to ever be um, translated and, and publicized in many different languages. Yeah. It was one of the first books that was put onto the printing press. Yeah, that's one thing that, that I remember learning about at school. Yeah. And oh, um, so way back when, it, it they just thought this is a book that needs to be printed in mass production. Yes. And so, yeah, they got it on the printing press. And I think it's it's a book that people hold in such high regard. Obviously, that is an example of, mm. of when people were like, okay, this is, book is so important, the Bible is so important, we need to put it on the printing press. It's through history. And especially as we get into, like, you know, 21st century Australia, you can really ask the questions as to why, because we live in quite a secular country. I know for myself growing up, growing up in a, as a secular kid, who yeah. had no... A, attachment to religion yeah I, I was one of those people who was like oh man like why subscribe to the bible when there's so many other things you could be doing in your life um of course we've been touching on you know the i, I guess the exteriorness of the bible the context of how it was written um and then it's interior consistency but ultimately and like any book the reason people subscribe to it is because of what it says yeah um, the Bible says about itself, it says all scripture is, is you know, inspired by God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. It's incredible. It's ra- amazing. That's what it says about them- itself. You know, we've been going over the book of Daniel, how prophecy is just so incredible and profound and so um, applicable to our time. But I think the hook that the Bible really has, you know, the hook, line, and, and thinker, we can find that in John chapter 1. Um, let's go to John chapter one. Have you got that there, um, Liam? I almost do. Wh- which verse? John chapter one. We're going to be reading John chapter one from verse one. From verse one. Okay. Uh, for, I, I think I remember what the first 
It starts off with, however, I will get to the yeah, we're right one reading, so that we know exactly what it says. We're going to be reading um, John chapter 1. We're going to be reading, say, verse 1 through to verse 5. Okay. So, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. Mm. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Mm. Oh, man, such a powerful verse. Indeed. Uh, and, and it's a really cool way to open up the Gospel of John. Yeah. It's parale- paralleling the opening of Genesis, actually. Yeah. John was just a fantastic writer. He just, well, just in terms of his literary skills yep. and his, his ability to synthesize his thoughts, it was really incredible. And here in John chapter 1, he says, in the beginning, you know, it, it, as we read in Genesis, it says, in the beginning, um, you know, was, was God. Yeah. We see here in the beginning was the word. Yeah. This is really powerful. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of meaning going into that. Um, the word, of course, being a representation. We're talking specifically about Jesus, but let's take that connotation out of our mind that yep. it's about Jesus and yep. take the word word for what it is. The word word in in Greek, <laughs> what it's translating um, word Which into word is, it? is the word logos. <laughs> yeah, right. The word logos um, has a few different meanings depending on context, but the the context here is it's using the word logos for the word knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge. And this word logos, it means the totality of knowledge. Yeah. The totality of knowledge, understanding, how things work. That's what it's, it's referring to. So, it says, basically here, it says... In the beginning was the totality of knowledge and understanding, a complete understanding of everything. Like this, this something that we can't even comprehend as humans because we're so, we're so limited as people. Yeah. But it says like the infinite knowledge, the word, mm. the understanding, the knowledge existed, and it says my Bible, and that word was with God. So then it brings us into the context of that word manifested itself. That into something that was with God. And how it was with God, it then goes on to say, and it was God. Yeah. So it says that, you know, the totality of knowledge and understanding existed, and it was with God. It was at the disposal of God. It interacted yeah. with God, yeah. the creator of all things, as we as we read in Genesis. But then it itself was God. Yeah. It's not rem- removed from God. There is no external source of knowledge. It's yeah. like everything is found in God himself. Yeah. And then it goes on to say, you know, all things are made through him and without him giving, you know, it, and it starts introducing us to the personality of the word and, and it's really powerful, you know. Um, it goes on, you know, um, nothing was made without him. Again, bringing it down then, it, it's kind of what it's doing here is it's funneling. It's funneling this information. Yeah, it's yeah. bringing it down in concept. It starts off with the word, the totality of everything. And then it's like, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then yeah. it created all things. It's bringing it then into the physical space. It's it's synthesizing. It's like bringing down. It's funneling down the word in concept. It's showing us what the word does. Um, and it, it creates in the word in the totality of knowledge and understanding that we know to be God that created all things was, was the light and the life of men. Um, and then it goes on to say, and that light, it shines in the dark place and the darkness did not comprehend it. Yeah. Bringing that word then into, into really 
into our world that we live in now. It then goes on to say, you know, um, over the next couple of verses, it talks about John the Baptist. It, it shows us, you know, how John, he was a witness to the light. He was a witness to this word. He was a witness to, to this, this great um, concept. But then we get down um, to verse, I believe... It's, yes, verse 14. And this is the real kicker. It's done this whole thing of, like, bringing the totality of knowledge and understanding, synthesizing down to as God created all things. Then it dwells with us. And then it comes to verse 14. Can you read that for us? Absolutely. So, the word became human Mm. and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Mm, that's and, so powerful. Yeah. You know, for me, one thing that... that Oh, we've come into a song now. Oh, man, we've just been so we distracted. We got pretty engrossed in that. All right. We're going to get back to it right after this is Amy Grant. My word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my bed. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. feel afraid think I've lost my way still you're there right beside me nothing will I fear as long as you are near please be near me to the end thy word is a lamp unto my
Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Amy Grant with Thy Word. Absolute classic there. And really on the topic of what we're speaking about. But hey, have, have we? We do. Ha- I can confirm we have a winner and we have a name. We have um, Gary from Renwick. Uh, no, sorry. Garrick out. Uh, he's in New South Wales. So congratulations, Gary. We'll be sending you out a copy of the For Such a Time which features a bunch of amazing artists. Mm, so good. So, yes. But that does mean that we're moving on to the second oh, quiz for this morning. Getting it done. All right. Yeah. This is another What Am I? Mm-hmm. So, let's see if you can get this one, Lawson. By this type of covenant, God gave kingship of Israel to David and his descendants forever. Well done. That is correct. Oh, so, oh, well. bang on the money. <laughs> I saw E. e- Punched it out and he got it bang on. So, if you think you know what the answer is, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491-064-669. And we will be sending you a copy uh, of such for such a time if you are the first person in with the correct answer. Among one of the first sermons that I ever heard in my life was this was the topic, this whole idea of this covenant. How good. Um, that... that God had made with the kings, and so yeah, I'm. I know what's up. It. That's good. I'm glad we started with that clue. There we go. I knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but mate, getting back into our Bible study, which was so engrossed in, um, yeah. that we that we just didn't even realize. Absolutely, was, I, there was I a just song break coming up. I was. Um, I'll, I'll read that verse again, actually, just yeah. so that we're we're caught we're fresh. up. Yeah, absolutely. So John, chapter one, verse fourteen says, "So the Word became human." And made his home among mm. us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Now, the thing that gets me about this whole thing is the first time I read it, it made zero sense. Because mm. the way that the, the word, like in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was with God. It, it makes zero sense mm. the first time you read it. However... The more you read it, the more it's like it, it makes sense and the more you feel empowered by it. Mm. And then this verse here, the, the verse 14, it really sort of ties it all up together. It really sums it up mm. quite nicely. And, and that ultimately shows us that like as, as it funnels down, it synthesizes down into the person of Jesus and who he is and who he was and the importance of like it's made this whole point about how Jesus himself is the word the totality of knowledge and understanding he he like is the light of man he's the thing that we should be striving to get to know better to come closer to it's like yes this is so great but then you kind of turn that equation around. Yeah. It's like, okay, the person of Jesus, I want to know him because he is the word of God. Yeah. If you turn that equation on its head and you move from the person of Jesus upwards, yeah. it's like, oh, through the person of Jesus, then I'll know the light. Then through knowing the light, then I'll know God better. And through knowing God better, I'll understand knowledge. And how do I get all of that? How do I understand all of that? Well, it's through the word, through the word of God. We see here in John chapter 1, the express purpose yeah. of the word, yeah. the express purpose of Jesus's, of, of the Bible's mission, not only Jesus' mission, but the purpose of the Bible is to show us God and how we can come closer to him, how we can have a better understanding of him and a knowledge of him through Jesus. That's why, you know, in the Bible, it's like there is that, you know, different, like differentiation, like where well, there is an Old Testament and a New Testament. Yeah. Even yeah. though, like, I, I'm very much an advocate for there are a lot of people who are like, oh, the only uninspired page in the Bible is the New Testament page and we need to read it as one book. Amen. 
Mm. Amen. I'm all about that. But at the same time, we need to recognize like the New Testament, the reason why it's highlighted is because it's not just... It's not just a piece of, you know, Israeli history yeah. or, or you know, history of the, the, the nation of Judah or whatever it may be. This is about the Son of God. This yeah. is the driving force of the entire narrative of the Bible that comes before it. It's, it's sort of like it, with every milestone in your life, depending on how significant it is, you really differentiate that. So, throughout every day, throughout your, your whole year, you might have different mm. things that happen. But, you know, when you get married. Yeah. That'll be a pretty significant day. Yeah, exactly. The day that you give your life to God, that'll be a significant yeah, day. Yeah, amen. The day you have your first child uh, and every child after that, those will be the really big days that, are, that yes. really stick out. And I think that's what sort of what they've tried to really differentiate here is that when Jesus came, it was a big deal. Yes, it was a big deal. It was the culmination of of prophecy, of expectation, of the great need. Yeah. Not only you know, not only the the looking forward of the Jews, but also you know, this is what the world needed. Yeah. And now, as as you know, a twenty one year old Australian, you know, I'm reading the Bible. I'm blessed as we look at Christian history, the people who fought for the Bible. Yeah. As we said, we talked about the printing press. That was under heavy condemnation of the of the church in the Middle Ages because they didn't want to spread the Bible at the time. Yeah. They wanted to keep the Bible at the front of the church, you know, locked up. Um, but, you know, the spread of the Bible and, and the way that people fought for the Bible, you know, mm. um, we look at history, how the, the church of the East was was protecting and, and, and um, keep, you know, keeping the scriptures um, away from persecution, away from people who wanted to destroy it. And, and like all, all these people who have died and lost their lives so that we can have the Bible today. Yeah. So that me as a 21-year-old Australian, yourself as a 20-year-old North Queenslander, uh, we can come together. Because that's different to Australia. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, just mucking around. But no, we can true, come together and we can study the Bible, we can read the Bible, and we can really read about like God and yeah, Jesus. Absolutely. Like the most the single most important thing that's happened in human history. Um I think another like reason this is something that I've just been pondering lately. Yeah. One of the most important reasons to read the Bible is because it claims to offer um to those who read it and to those who accept it, you know, to those who accept Jesus, it claims to offer salvation. Yeah. Right. Salvation is the ultimate life and death decision. Yeah. Think about that. Especially, like, if you just take into into account, especially as an Adventist, like, and, and what our belief on the state of the dead and what happens to the dead yep. in the end, how the dead are utterly destroyed and the saved are living forever. Yeah. That decision for salvation is, like, eternal life, which is life in the ultimate sense, or eternal death. A death in the ultimate sense, like the ultimate life or death decision. And now, if a book is posing, therefore, it's posing the question of like, oh, like it's posing that 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 question, that challenge of like, you need to make this decision. Well, then it's like, oh man, what what what's the harm in me giving a bit of time to this and actually reading it, coming to an understanding and seeing if this is legit? Because this is, could potentially be the most important book in human history if it's really offering me the solution to the ultimate life or death decision. I should read it. Yeah. And that's what has inspired so many people. I know it's been such a, that was such a big inspiration for me initially was like, 
I just want to get to know the Bible to see if it's really legit. I had a bunch of, of amazing Adventist friends um, who were around me at the time who, who, who just loved on me and showed me, you know, how much their lives have been affected from the Bible and like by the Bible in such a positive and amazing way. And I was like, oh man, like I want to get to know why these people are like this because truly like if this book is really the light of men, and that's found in Jesus. If this book tells us, you know, that it gives us all knowledge, it should change us. Yeah. And that's what the Bible can do for me, for, for you, Absolutely. for all of our yeah. listeners. It can really change lives. And, and so, yeah, as we jump into this topic going forward, understanding the Bible, coming, you know, coming to a knowledge of the Bible itself, um, I want to just put forth and implore everyone to get into studying the Bible, get into, well, not even, not even like intense study the Bible, but at least devotional reading, just waking up every morning, reading that one chapter of the Bible, starting in maybe it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, one of the gospels, getting to know Jesus better. Um, Cause this is by far one of the most, the best ways. And it's what God has given us to do so. Absolutely. Right now we have uh lead me and guide me by uh, Gavin, uh, can you pronounce that last name? Chatelier? But yeah. Won't you leave me? I'm tired and I need thy strength and power to guide me over my darkest hour. Lord, just open my eyes. That I may see Lead me, oh Lord Won't you lead me Lead me, guide me Along the way For if you lead me I cannot stray Lord, just open my eyes That I may see Lead me, oh Lord Won't you lead me I am lost if you take Your hand from me I am blind without thy light to see. Lord, just always let me thy servant be. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, guide me along the way. Lord, just open my eyes That I may see Lead me, oh Lord Won't you lead me Lead me, oh Lord Won't you lead me
our team here at Faith FM want to encourage you to share God's love with those around you, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Check on your neighbours, especially elderly neighbours, as they may be unable to visit the shops or see family due to quarantines. A note under the door or a letter in the mailbox works too if you want to maintain your distance. Little things like this make a huge difference to someone who might be struggling to get by. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are drugs or alcohol a problem in your life? Alcohol Drugs Assist, or ADA, is a 12-step recovery program designed to help you escape the hold of addictions in a friendly and judgment-free environment. ADA meets regularly, and if you'd like to attend, give Peter a call or text on 0487 907 879. That's 0487 907 879.
Welcome back. Here we go. Faith of Ham. That's it. Continuing on. Breakfast. Do you show. have another clue for the quiz? Every morning. I do. I just got to find where I put it. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's just make up a clue. Yeah. I reckon we can do this. I reckon we do this. Okay. Oh, I found it. Hang on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. After Abimelech, son of Jerob Baal, captured Shechem and killed its people, he destroyed the city and sprinkled this over it. Ooh. Do you know? Oh, I like There's that. a lot of lead up to the clue, but... Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's actually... That's a really interesting... That's, that's a, a really cool tactic of war, actually. Yeah. I could talk about it, but I'm sure I'd give away the answer. Uh, <laughs> but question of the day. Oi, Liam, what's going on? What's our question for the day? So, the question that I've got for you, uh, Lawson, I did again, Lawson, is if God created everything, what or who created God? Oh, that is such a good question. I think it's very good in relationship to what we've been talking about with the Bible, being the light of the world, being the totality of knowledge, God being, you know, if all of knowledge comes from God and all of creation comes from God, well, then where does God come from? I think I think that's an incredibly important question. And I'm going to give you guys a relatively simple answer. Um, in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, the Bible says, just as he chose us. This is a beautiful verse, by the way. Yep. It says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. It's a, That's a powerful verse about how Jesus died for us to change our lives. Amen. And if you want to get to know more about that, you can read the book of Ephesians. You Absolutely. can read the Bible. Get into it. But it uses this phrase, before the foundation of the world. Yeah. That's really important yeah. um, to understand. So, basically what this is saying is God didn't begin to exist when the world and, by extension, the universe existed. Yeah. But he div- existed before the world and the universe existed. Now, this is something that kind of melts our brains because we are bound as humans by the world, the universe, space, time matter. Yeah. Um, whereas what this is getting to is if, if God created everything, yeah. if God created space, um, then God also created time. Um, this is something that's very Einsteinian in, in, in nature. When we, this understanding of the, the link between space and time, that basically space can't exist without time and time can't exist without space. If you think about that, like for example, um, if you create a space, it takes time to get from one space one side of the space to the other so therefore i hope that's not too confusing but um therefore you know time exists as long as there's space but basically because god created space and god created time then god has the ability to exist outside of space and time yeah and that's what we really can't understand because we're like oh dude you know we're bound by space and time. There's no way for us to comprehend that. Our life, you know, we're, we're, we, we go through linear time. Like, that's our life. Um, we exist. We're material beings um, yeah. that exist in time. Like, we don't understand that. But that's who God is. That Well, that's where God, I guess, comes from. So, if he lives outside of space and time, he's neither old nor young. He's neither big nor small. He's yeah. neither strong nor weak. He's just yeah. everything all at the same time, um, which is incredible to think about. But I think it's, you know, we are so limited in capacity to understand that. Yeah. The, and now that we know that, okay, he just exists out of space and time, there are a lot of people who have kind of gone after that critically. And I think, you know, I, I um, the, the efforts are noble. 
But I think rather than trying to understand the exact nature of the physicality of God, mm. we should try and understand who he is and his yeah. character. And that's where I think it, this question really links back to what we've been studying, what we've been going over today. The Word is the manifestation of God. Yeah. The, the Bible is the manifestation of God. It's a story of what He's done for people through history. It's a commentary on who He is and what He's like. And yes, we can think really hard about who God is, where He came from, and what being outside of space and time looks like. And, you know, yeah, I think there's always a time for that. But I think we should really be putting our effort into okay, well, you know, we know we, we can somewhat comprehend in the tiniest way what God is, but let's try and understand who God is. Mm. And we're going to be doing that by, by reading the Bible. So, yeah, I just really implore you guys to stick with us as we study through. We'll have Lyle back in the studio tomorrow. Got um, plenty more to come. Oh, so good. So good. Um, but, yeah, right now this is CC Winnens with Never Have to Be Alone.
What up? What's going on? Welcome back. back. We've come, unfortunately, to the end of our show, oh, no. Liam. That's okay. Bummer, dude. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, I won't be. That's a shame. I'm going. <laughs> I'm out of here. Later. <laughs> I'll be oh, ba- back, to, back to quarantine. Back to... Back to self-isolation. That's it, yeah. Yeah, dude, get yeah. it done. We've got a giveaway. Yes, we a do. A free giveaway. And to win this giveaway, all you need to do is give us a call. First, I'll tell you what the giveaway is, though. Yes. So, we have Michael Asks Why, Alan White's classic... The Great Controversy Adapted for Children. And this is by Sally Pearson Dillon. So, if you would like to get your red hot hands on a copy of this amazing book, all you need to do is be the first caller through and it's all yours. The number you need to call or text if you want to text. Um, The number is 1-800-324-843. That's Mm. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491-064-66. Nine. So good. Of course, we want to remind you guys, um, look, we offer a number of Bible study programs here at Faith FM, ones that can be sent out, ones we can get you connected to a Bible teacher in your local area. Yeah. Um, we can get you onto Bible studies. We want to give you that offer, 1-800-324-843. If you're looking for someone to study the Bible with or you just want to get to know more about the Bible, please give us a call. We can hook you up. We can hook you up. Uh, but we have uh, loved having you here. This has been Faith FM. Just remember to talk faith, live faith and act faith and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again.
SAFM Radio, bringing you peace, hope and certainty in uncertain times. Breath, I drew in depravity, need. 